Good evening, everyone, and welcome to volume three of my sermon series entitled A Meandering Journey Through the Bible with Noah. It should be fun. <laughs> I laugh now, but. Uh... <laughs> right. Will you pray with me? Lord, let the meditations of my mind and the words of my mouth and the feelings of our hearts be found acceptable to you on this day. Amen. So each of the past two times I've spoken, I had a vague idea, at least, of what I wanted to say when I signed up. However, this time I had no idea, going in blind. This state persisted until a little over two weeks ago when I was sitting in the basement of uh, Kogod working on an assignment for my research methodology class in SAS, which, as any international relations major can attest, is about as far from God as you can get. Yeah. When YouTube's autoplay algorithm decided to give me inspiration. It decided that after a series of classic rock songs that it was going to play a song from The Prince of Egypt. For those of you who don't know, The Prince of Egypt is a DreamWorks movie about the story of Moses. The song I unexpectedly ended up listening to that day was Through Heaven's Eyes, in which Jethro, Moses' future father-in-law, attempts to encourage a dejected Moses who has just fled Egypt upon learning his true ancestry. It is this song that inspired my sermon tonight, and as a result, I would like to share a portion of the lyrics with you. A single thread in a tapestry, though its color brightly shines, can never see its purpose in the pattern of the grand design. So how can you know, see what your life is worth or where your value lies? You can never see with your eyes on earth. You must still look at your life through heaven's eyes. This is a fairly... Oh, cool. During the song, part of my, I was getting so much joy from watching Rick fiddle with the red lights and his facial reactions to whenever they went through something crazy. It's amazing. So this, is a fair, so, this is a fairly deep message for a DreamWorks movie, and it raises some thought-provoking questions. What exactly does it mean to look through heaven's eyes? What is God's perspective? Is it even possible for humans to truly and completely understand God's perspective? The answer, as God reminded Job when he spoke from the whirlwind, appears to be an emphatic no. However, this inability to fully comprehend God's perspective does not mean that we cannot attempt to see our own lives as God sees them. Examining the life and teachings of Jesus, literally God made flesh, is one way to discern God's perspective. Through Jesus, we can get a glimpse of what the world looks like through God's eyes. As an aside, I don't believe that is an accident that so many of the people Jesus heals in the Bible suffered from blindness. I think that is an intentional way of showing us that this is part of uh, the purpose of God saying Jesus to us is that we can see life through God's perspective. It's a way of relating to us. So, the standards on which Jesus believed we should measure our life can be summed up by his response to a legal expert who asked what the greatest commandment was. His response was, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your mind, and also love your neighbor as you love yourself. Despite this message, we often judge ourselves by earthly standards that vary depending on the role that we are currently uh, inhabiting. As students, no matter how many times we say that we are not our GPAs, we still sometimes end up measuring our self-worth by them. After leaving college, the earthly metric of choice often becomes the trappings of career success. success. Wealth, position, prestige, the works. I'm by no means immune to the impulse to measure by these metrics. Amusingly enough, when I was writing the sermon, I began to measure myself by my ability to write a meaningful and coherent sermon. <laughs> Irony. With all these demands of life upon us, it can sometimes be difficult to remember our most defining role, the role God sees us in. 
That role is beloved child of God. Regardless of what we do, how we do in the other roles we adopt in our life, God will never see us in any other light, as Jesus reminds us with the, prodig- the parable of the prodigal son. The younger son in that story has squandered his inheritance and has failed by most earthly metrics. However, when he returns home, his father, instead of chastising him, holds a celebration. I had previously, before I guess started thinking about the sermon, uh, had always identified with the older son. I am an uh, older child, and I feel like it's just a thing that you tend to think that your siblings can get away with anything. I feel like that's a pretty common thing. But then I realized that from God's perspective, we are already all the younger son. We're all going to fall short, and we're all going to make mistakes. So I'd also like to read another part of this, of the song that uh, inspired the sermon. No life can escape being blown about by the winds of change and chance. And though you never know all the steps, you must learn to join the dance. No one can avoid falling down during the trials and tribulations of life. By earthly metrics, we all fall short from time to time. We are all the prodigal son. However, through it all, we will always remain children of God in the eyes of heaven. And I personally take some comfort in that, and I thought that that was a thing I would like to share with you this uh, Thursday night. So, yeah. Amen. Cool. Which bond do I hit now? <laughs>